Big Ten Backers Podcast. This is your podcast for Big Ten football or anything college football related. From Jim Harbaugh's shirtless escapades to Brett Billima's hog-sized waistline with Ryan Day's beard dye and anything else in between. Big Ten Backers has the headlines from around the college football landscape. Oh, hey there, Big Ten Backers. This is your host, AJ, with Buckeye Steve. We just call him Top Beef. All right, so Beef, week zero tomorrow. The wait is over. We actually have real football games. How excited are you, Beef? I'm ready to run through a fucking brick wall. I don't need a coach's speech, nothing. I'm just ready to go through it right now. Me too, man. I got Ray Lewis. I can hear him getting pumped in the background, freaking ready to go. Let's get into it, man. There's not a lot of great games, but we're going to talk about the ones that we do have. So let's get into this Notre Dame game. So Notre Dame and Navy, they've played 95 times previously. This will be their 96th meeting. Notre Dame leads this all-time series 81-13-1, including shit. a 43-game win streak from 1963 to 2007. Beav, I know you got some on that 1963 game. 1963 so takes, takes us way back. So Roger Stallback was the quarterback of that midshipman team won the Heisman Trophy and Maxwell Award. The midshipmen were 9-1 and one in the regular season with a ranking of number two in the nation. And then they, they defeated Notre Dame that year, and then not again until 2007. Interesting note on that was there was a cancellation of the 1963 Army-Navy game in the aftermath of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Then, all the way to 2007 was the next win. And then the midshipmen went on a little bit of a streak, 2009, 2010, and then again in 2016, they beat Notre Dame. Never again. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty lopsided rivalry to be considered a rivalry, but that 2007 game was a classic triple overtime game. Uh, but yeah, definitely excited to see these two golden helmets clashing and smacking into each other tomorrow because college football is back. But I think that's all we really need to talk about this game. We'll have a little bit of afterthought when the game is over. Yeah, see how good uh, Mr. Hartman is tossing that pigskin, baby. Yeah, that's going to be excited. He's definitely uh, He can definitely sling the rock. So let's see what Notre Dame's made up. Let's see what they got in store for the rest of their harder part of the schedule that's coming down the pipe. How about that other game that's kind of got one of uh, the big-time members of the college football world, USC, San Jose State? Yeah, so with USC and San Jose State, what I'm excited about is Caleb Williams is going to begin his chance to be the second two-time Heisman Trophy winner in the history of college football. Super interesting. We've had a couple chances at it in the past, but it's never came true. But Caleb Williams is going to start his dance, and hopefully he can take his girl to the prom. You know he's magic. You know his game is an art form. I'm ready to see him against San Jose State. Not a great competition, but I'm still looking forward to see Caleb Williams back in action. What about you, B? What you got on this game? And more than that, I'm looking to see what the defense brings. What Grinch can bring on that as that defensive coach, defensive coordinator. What Sean Nua coming in from Michigan as a defensive line coach in a lateral move. I mean, this is a guy who produced Aiden Hutchinson, who's now with the Detroit Lions. Uh, Man, that's a great move, a great get. Hopefully, you know, for USC, he attracts some big-time talent. They got those six four-star transfers coming in from other schools to fill that defensive roster. Let's see what they can do. 
Yeah, there's some other games. We were talking, uh, a little joking a little bit about how you can tell how bad these games are based off these ticket prices. So let's give them a rundown of these ticket prices, Beef. Good old UTEP versus Jacksonville State. Tickets as low as $12. UMass, New Mexico. I mean, New Mexico State. Well, really, who gives a fuck? New Mexico somewhere. The tickets are $23. Uh, The Ohio versus San Diego State, $23. And for a whopping $8, you can catch Hawaii take on Vanderbilt for just a little bit more than a local high school ticket. I bet if you go get a value meal, you can get a ticket for free. San Jose State, USC, $19 is the lowest ticket price. And Florida International, Louisiana Tech, $14. So those ticket prices tell you all you need to know. These games are shit. Absolutely. There is one other game that we're both kind of intrigued about, and I know we're both going to tune in because we love college football, and that's Ohio versus San Diego State. Can you break down Ohio for me, Beef? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm still going to watch all these shitty games just because it's college football and I'm a junkie. So Ohio University has this all-star quarterback that got injured at the end of last season by the name of Curtis Rourke. He was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year despite going down with an ACL injury. He did make it through 11 games, and he's going to be coming back, and he's going to be electric again. I mean, listen to some of these stats. 2,725 yards passing and 69% completion percentage, almost 70%, which is awesome. He's a dual threat quarterback. He also rushed for four touchdowns and uh, had about 234 yards rushing. So it's going to be exciting to see him play. Man, that guy's in danger zone in himself. Yeah, I guess I'll get into San Diego State. So we all know Brady. We all know Brady Hoke from his Michigan days, and we like to always joke around and call him Brady Choke. Even though he had some decent Michigan teams that pushed Ohio State, pushed them to the limits. And he does pretty good at San Diego State. He's got some decent teams. And we'll see. It's interesting to see what they bring against Ohio. They were also planning to join the pack done. And they were on oh, the docks. But the ship sunk before they could even board. That's interesting that they play Ohio because he always called Ohio State Ohio. That was that Brady's thing. He's a lot like Brett Bielema. As soon as he finds some cupcakes, he'll be happy. Man, he's recruited well, um, always. At, at Michigan, he recruited real well, so I'm sure he's doing a good job at San Diego State. And of all the Michigan coaches uh, that they've had, he's probably the most likable one, to be honest. He seemed like a, a pretty good guy. So we're going to talk about one more thing, and it's been a, a kind of a passionate thing about me throughout the offseason when I looked at the Week 0 and Week 1 schedule that I don't feel like college football takes advantage of the ability to showcase its, its sport in week zero and week one there's just not enough big games there's no nfl so you have all your nfl fans who are thirsty for football can tune in on college football week zero and week one of course all of us college football fans are super thirsty we've been walking through the desert parched as hell haven't had a drink of college football water in such a long time and then you have week zero and the slate is kind of empty and week one has some great games but there's still not enough of them you got maybe one game That's fun to watch. You might get two on Saturday. But for it to be a non-NFL weekend in the opening day of college football, man, they should be a lot better. What you got on that beef? Yeah, you got to think some of these big broadcasting networks getting more and more control, putting more money into these games, into the conferences themselves. They're going to take control of that. They're going to capitalize on opportunity. And some of these games, these big-time matchups that are going to be new, will be played in the first couple weeks of the season. You know, I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd put my money in two to three years. 
you're going to have some good games at the beginning of the season. I don't think we need yeah. central scheduling. You could go there, and I, and I know you've talked about it with me off record for a while. I just don't like that. I like I like the schools being able to come up with their own schedule and get you know some variety in there. Yeah, I still think if you had a centralized scheduling, even if you did it at random, but like you have like Notre Dame and Ohio State or Auburn and Oklahoma, and these guys have only played a handful of times in a hundred years of college football. It reminds me of boxing, where you have your giants dodging each other. For the sake of saying, look at me, I'm the best. And I'm just one one bad thing about college football. But that's what makes these games so big. Like Ohio State going to Notre Dame hasn't happened since 96. That's that's what's so awesome about it. I mean, we got a chance to watch something historic now. No, I get it where it happens every 10 years, but you're talking about them. Like Auburn, I think, and Ohio State's only played one time in 100 years. And you're talking about two big brands. Like that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't just be one time in 100 years. I'm with you. Schedule all of them. Yeah, once every 10 years, that'd be awesome. Once every 100 years, that's a disservice. For sure. We're about to introduce something new. We got just for you betting, folks. Yeah, we got a new segment. Seattle Matt does Vegas. Tell us what you think about it on NIL Fan Vote on Facebook, NIL Fan Vote on Instagram, or NIL Fan Vote on the platform formerly known as Twitter. So... Matt does Vegas. He's going to bring in the bets. Let's hear what you got, Matt. Thank you all. always like to start off these uh, gambling sessions purely for entertainment purposes only, so please gamble responsibly wherever you're at. We're going to jump into some week zero action. Week zero, week one, always really tough to know and understand how to bet. You have nothing from last year that you can really translate to this year. Uh, So a lot of challenges out there. Usually best week zero, week one, to just kind of sit back and observe what you see and kind of go forward with that. But we know all of us out there like to have some action from time to time on a game, so we'll try to go through and find some stuff as best we can. First one that kind of sticks out, that first game of the year, Navy-Notre Dame. That is in Dublin, so that is a neutral site game. You've seen about a one-point movement on that spread for that Notre Dame. They really kind of started out at around minus 20, now around 21. What they're saying with the over-under at 49, they're saying kind of a lower-scoring game. It's really just kind of a tricky game. Really, Matt, week zero is kind of like you're in Vegas. You see that hot girl looking at her from behind. She's all decked out. And then she turns around and she's got that big old herpy on her lip. You want to stay away from week zero? Oh, yeah. You got to yes, stay away uh, from that Vegas herp. Uh, enter at your own risk, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, What's next? Next, we got uh, San Jose State, USC. USC has been pl- staying pretty consistent at that minus 30 and a half number. You know, if you're looking at 30 and a half, you're kind of thinking 31 in terms of four touchdowns and a field goal. You know, again, I alluded to it earlier. I got to see what USC's defense is going to bring, which takes you to the over-under at 66 and a half. You know, Caleb Williams starting his Heisman campaign, trying to do something that we've only seen once before in the past. San Jose State, like their quarterback, like their offense. This is one, if you are looking to lean somewhere, that over is kind of enticing in a game like this. We'll see. I'd play that over. I mean, they're going to score. They're going to put up some points. I mean, USC might be able to get close to 66 on their own. Let's just say USC puts up eight touchdowns, 56 points. Let's say they make all their extra points, too. You're looking at 56 points, and then you're basically asking yourself, is San Jose State going to put up greater than 10 points against USC? That's how you're really, if you're really going to break it down. Or if they put up 49 points, let's say, they're going to score more than 17. 
that's tough. Yeah, I, I would play it. I would still play it. Enticing. I'd go with that one. I'd call that one. Yeah, certainly better than the uh, the first game we discussed, along with the subsequent yeah, analogy. Yeah, better than the chick, too. We had a good one, um, in my opinion, obviously uh, partial to the, the max schedule, being born and raised in Ohio. But we got the Ohio Bobcats traveling out west, uh, San Diego State, uh, minus two and a half. I think one of the things you look at here, you got that freshman phenom, Mac Player of the Year, Curtis Rohr, coming off an ACL tear about 10 months ago. I mean, that's pretty impressive. These kids are young, but that's still pretty impressive. He was dynamic last year, and I think he's only going to grow and improve. San Diego State last year had a very tough defense, but again, going back to what I said earlier, it's hard to see if those things translate. San Diego State right now is minus two and a half. Interesting, but I would say for the most part with OU, I'd like to see what that quarterback does. Again, this is one observe. See if that San Diego State defense goes from year over year, translates. See what this young kid coming off an injury can do. And you really see that with the over-under as well, 49. Again, that's pretty low for a college football game. That's right at my Again. age demographic. I mean, that's what I like. 49? Give me a cougar. I'll stay away from that. Yeah, it'd be a fun one to watch, though. Moving on. Two teams that are going to end up as dumpster fires this year, but when they come together, you got some exciting matchups. you got UMass traveling to New Mexico State. New Mexico State is minus seven, probably the only time this year they're going to be a favorite, maybe maybe when they play their crosstown rival New Mexico. But uh, both these teams, really struggling programs. You see that in the over-under uh, year over year for these two programs. They just... Don't put a lot of wins on the board. But I will say early on, if you're ever wondering where I should lean, what I should be looking at for some of these teams we don't really know much about, I really like looking at the over-under win totals for teams overall. Kind of gives you some insight on what Vegas thinks they're going to do over the course of the entire season. So to put some context with that, Vegas as a general has UMass at two and a half wins over under. They have New Mexico State at six and a half wins over and under. You also got a UMass team traveling to New Mexico to play. So if you are looking to lean somewhere, that, that minus seven is a little enticing. You know, we talked about 49 being a low over under. Um, for college football, this one's sitting at 45. Next, the Lobos. We don't need to talk about them. <laughs> That's New Mexico. Oh, was this New Mexico State? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still don't, still that, that kind of brings the point all together <laughs> really, really well here. Why at Vanderbilt? Right now, Vanderbilt's sitting at minus 17 and a half. You got an over under 56 here. This is a clean cut. Stay away from. Next. We got Florida International taking their talents to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's minus 11.5 in this one, but again, leaning to the over-unders. Right now, we have FIU sitting at 3.5 over-under in a year. That is very, very low. Put that in perspective, I think the only ones I've ever really seen lower in my life are 2.5 and 1.5. And but Louisiana Tech sitting at five and a half over under on the year so that's clearly telling me two two programs that are not going to have a strong year but i will say what's intriguing over under 58 and a half it is the highest over under in week zero so what vegas is trying to tell us is these two teams may not be very good but they may be really bad on the defensive side of the ball could be some action there and then uh finally last week zero game again following a pattern of just straight dumpster fires you've got the UTEP Miners going to Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks, in their first ever FBS game. They did just join the FBS this year. Jacksonville State Gamecocks are a plus one on that game. You got an over-under at 54. Nobody knows what's going on here. If you're betting on this game, you're a real degenerate. Big Ten Backers Podcast. Follow our sponsors at NIL Fanboat on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, 
Also visit the website nilfanboat.com. Oh, no Midwest goodbye today.